Blog Talk Radio. Back on live, man. Y'all know the vibes, man. PSA hip hop, man. The seven boys don't stop, man. Watch what's good, my chief. What's good, my brother? What's popping? You know the vibes, man. Let's get right into this, man. Revisiting albums like we do here on PSA hip hop, man. Going to the West Coast, going to Compton. I say games documentary album, my team. Say what, man? I say the most underappreciated West Coast classic in history. Underappreciated. Underappreciated. And I'll tell you why. You know, I've revisited the album today. I listened to the songs. I listened to the way Game was rapping. I looked at the production, and I listened to the production. And it was... This might be an album that can never, ever be made again with the level mm. of producers that were on this album. Wow. This is like what this is like. Period? period? Or you mean hip-hop in general? Hip-hop hip period. In hip-hop period, okay. this is a once-in-a-lifetime production album. There's no album right now that's ever been put out in hip-hop that has this, these many different producers on it that are at one time or another you could say the greatest producers of the last 20 years all on one album yeah right all on one album and you know a lot of people like to say Dre and and Snoop they passed the torch to Kendrick what exactly did that mean that they passed the torch to Kendrick because well, there thought, was someone between. Let's be real though. Wait, game first. I thought I thought game first. I thought they passed the torch to game first, then it went to Kendrick, then it went to Nixie. But that's never said. That's never said. Because if you look at the acclaim, Kendrick is the one who inducted NWA in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Kendrick is the one who gets his. He gets all the critical acclaim. As the one who brought the West Coast back, because he has more, he has more mainstream success than Game, though. That's what I would think. And that's where he, and and and, and that's another proven non-fact that is absolutely not true. There's not one Kendrick Lamar album that is as successful as the documentary. No mainstream. Not so one. songs-wise, songs-wise, that got played on radio. No, um, White America embraced it. White, White America embraced um, K Dot way more than they embraced Game. He doesn't have a single album that was embraced as much as the documentary. Not one. Not Ooh. one that's close. Kendrick? 
This album was the biggest selling album in the West Coast since Doggy Style. Since Doggy Style. And it doesn't get treated like that. Well, don't try, I don't, believe don't try to defecate on my son K-Dot, my G. Come on, let's not do that. No, what I'm trying to say is that Game is underappreciated. His contribution to the West Coast okay. sound, to, to Cali hip-hop, is underappreciated. People, y'all jump to Kendrick like the documentary ain't come out. Y'all jump to Kendrick like he has a <laughs> Wait a minute. Like, you can tell me, can you say Kendrick has a better produced album than the documentary? Can you say that right now? You no, heard all his albums. You're right. He does not. He does but not. But, but, but not Kendrick right. has well, been more right. consistent, though. Kendrick's been more consistent, though, with, 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 with three of his albums, Section 80, Mad and um, Game. That, that's, I, flat, I flatly reject that. I flatly reject that. <laughs> I believe Game held down the West Coast for 10 years. He held that shit down. You know, and I just believe. And I thought the documentary. I thought the documentary did hold the West Coast down because I thought they were looking. They were looking for someone to fill that void from Dre, Snoop, and Pac. You had cats here and there making noise, but Game, when it's, you know when he came out, you know, it was different compared to other cats that came out on the West Coast, man. So I believe he had the baton. Well, Dre and Snoop passed into the baton, man. But um, what album this year came out? Um, 2005, right? Watch. Yes. All right, listen it off, my G. First song watching West Side Story featuring Curtis, a.k.a. 50 Cent, man. Talk to me, man. Produced by Dr. Dre. And I don't do button-ups or drive Maybachs. Maybachs? That's, yeah, the, famous, that, that's the famous. What's now? Talk to us, and let's explain this. We're revisiting 2005. When he said that line and you first heard it, what's the first thing you thought? The first thing. That's a shot at hope. Right. He later tried to clarify it and say, I was talking about Ja Rule. Me yes, and you both I know. That. I didn't buy that. I didn't buy that. Me and you both know that was a straight-up shot at hope. And, you know, me and you love that type of shit in hip-hop. We love hearing it. Yeah, of course. This song is fire. This was the set-off song. I remember when it came out way before the album. And the beat, yo, the mixtapes, everybody was rhyming over this beat. This was a Dre beat that everybody rhymed over. And one of the lost arts of hip-hop is all through this album. This is why this album is so great. The lost art of three verses on damn near every song. Right. That is a lost art. These are damn near five-minute songs. Game wrote his ass off. One of the criticisms he gets is that he did a lot of name dropping. Name dropping. Heavy. But he does, so heavy. Heavy. But when you hear this album, you're not thinking that. I, that. That bug wasn't put into my ear until I started going into the chat rooms, you know, the all hip-hops and the SOHHs. Yeah, and they both yeah. said, yo, let's count up each other see name drop. And then you had that, – that was the era of wow, people – really dissect your albums. But when I first heard it, remember, I'm, I was a G-Unit fanatic during this period. So I so far. really, I, I really, really, really liked the song. I liked the hook. Right. Uh, funny, fact, f- funny fact, 
Curtis Interscope Jackson took Snoop off the hook because Snoop was saying this hook. And then 50 decided, nah, I'd rather be on the hook and took him off because the mixtapes played their version that had Snoop saying the same thing, saying it the same way as 50. And 50 just said, nah, I'm going to take you off and I'm going to put myself on it. Um, So this was dope. Dope hook, five mic song, dope beat. I I loved it. Um, produced by Dr. Dre, of course, man. Crip niggas, blood niggas, SA Asians, Dominicans, Puerto Ricans, white, white, Jamaicans, Latin King disciples, vice lords, Asians. I love that our game set it off, man. Since the West Coast fell off, the streets been watching. The West Coast never fell off. I was sleeping confident. Hmm. You talked about 50 Cent on the hook already. I'm not going to lie, though. I wish 50 had a verse on here, but I understand when you make a song called The West Side Story, you kind of want game to um, go dolo on here. You know what I mean? Um, something game said on here, man, and it's so funny hearing him say this now in 2019. He obviously, said he said it in 2005, but to hear it in 2019, it brought it back to 2005, when he said, got me fucking with G-Unit. You know the drama that brings. Like, you knew it, when you saw with G-Unit, man, there was a lot of drama that came with that, man. Like, certain people that you probably rocked with in hip-hop, if they had issues with that, kept with those individuals. I felt like you couldn't really be down with that. And, and 50 was really um, hard body on that kind of thinking. Like, yo, if I'm not rocking with this person, if you're down with a unit, you can't rock with them either. So when he says, got me fucking with the unit, you know, the drama that brings. Um, something that you appreciate, I'm lyrically coochie rap on these Dre beats. Uh, you know I appreciated it. It reminds me when someone said, hearing me rhyme is like G-Rap in his prime. I just, oh. love hearing, I just love hearing rappers salute an MC who never, ever achieved platinum status or mainstream success, but his impact on hip-hop is legendary. It's like a second-to-none impact on the art of lyricism. Uh, to me, game. This album highlights that Game is a student of hip hop history, and loves hip hop. Mm-hmm. He's a fan of hip hop. He loves hip hop, and when you the na- when you name drop a lot, it's because you love you love hip hop. So that's how I take that. Um, next song, Watson. Talk to me, man. Dreams, produced by Kanye West, man. So let's think about this. We're in two thousand five. He has Dr. Dre, and then the next person he has is Kanye West. Now, for people who may not know, for people who may not know, in 2005, Kanye West was on the verge. He was a superstar, but he was on the verge of being a mega global star. But in terms in the hip hop world, by 2005, Kanye West was as big as you can get as a rap artist. He was as big as you can get. Cause he 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 went past that. Cause remember, Jada Kiss got Kanye West, Talib Kweli. If you can get a Kanye West beat in the early two thousands, it Common. changed your life. It was that important. Common. He changed Common. Common. He changed Common's beat. Let's be real. He changed whole Common's. He changed his um, album. He changed. You know I mean? he, he he resurrected Common and he resurrected Twister. No one can dispute mm-hmm. that. That's that, a that fact. You can't dispute that. That's a fact. That's what he did. Okay. Um. So you get Kanye with dreams, and Kanye's looping. It's, it's, it's a dope uh, old soul beat. 
You have he, he's sampling some of go dreams, dreams, and game oh, is just rapping. One of the things game does, and this is the theme. If game gets, if you produce game song, or if he collabs with you, he bigs you up big time. Like big he, time, he, time. he 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 salutes you and he bigs you up. Dream was a song that another song mad. This was what makes it. Mo, mo, the majority of these songs got heavy mixtape play. Like everybody who dropped a mixtape, any time a game song is released during this time, they yeah, put it on mixtape. So, so, yeah. so this this is another dope song. You have a Dr. Dre, and then you go into Kanye West. Uh, this is a dope song, man. I woke up out that coma 2001, about the same time Dre dropped 2001. Three three years later, the album is done. The hook is dope. The brother singing in the background is dope. Um, when Game talked about Maya, son, tell us some of them Maya on that King magazine, man. I think all of us had that. I had that magazine. Let me speak for myself, man. And to have Maya in the video also, that was crazy. Um, show love to all the people that we lost in hip-hop. Name dropping at its best, man. I would say this is a five-mic song by my, my man Game, man. Um Track three, watching Hate It or Love It, featuring 50 Cent, man. Little did we know this was the last time Game and 50 would publicly be together. Um, the tension was so during this video. The German shot, German shot, German arm talks, man. Like, fuck, say that. For real. That, tension. That, Jimmy, that Jimmy Iovine had to go to the, to the video shoot and babysit them. That that's how. Wait, hold on, hold on. Sidebar, sidebar. When I watched the video this morning, right? You could just tell that they weren't rocking with each other, man. They looked so weird, bro. It was Fifty didn't want to be there, and Fifty didn't want to be with him. Jimmy Iovine literally had to babysit them to get that song done, because that that, that and, and little did we know that was the end. You know what I'm saying? But let's get to the song. This is uh. It's a great song. So now let's talk about the production, Cool and Dre. Cool and Dre from Lean Back fame. Yes. Cool and Dre, you're you're in Miami. You remember Cool and Dre had a mean run. Mean run. I mean, mean a run. run. A, a mean run of commercial pop hits in yep. hip hop. They would be mm-hmm. go to people. Everybody wanted to go to them. Game got them. I mean, you, so you got to understand, just imagine you're coming out with an album and the greatest producers of the era and the era before all came together. Yeah. Son, and you're going from Dre, one album. You're going from Dre, Kanye, to now Cool and Dre. That's crazy. So to Cool and Dre, who, even though Cool and Dre <laughs> right now are not looked at on that level, during that time, they were the it producers. Cool and Dre, Scott Storch, that was that era. Yeah. Um. So to get a beat from them was insane, and, this, and 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 they laced them with a banger. Hated yep. Love It is is Hated Love It is a hip hop classic song. Uh, you know, I love it. You know when when Fifty says my favorite rapper used to do do check check out my melody. Check out my melody. Everybody's like, really? You know what I'm saying? Um, I Karis One was his favorite rapper though, but whatever. I, right. No, no, no. I did too. But to hear him say that, it was clearly he was saying it for the rhyme. But it's right. just like it, it's good to hear 
fifty acknowledge the greatness of Rakim. You know what I'm saying? And you and you acknowledge one of his great songs. Check out my melody, which is a which is a Smithsonian song. Will you agree to that? Facts. Comic facts, yeah, facts. Right. Hey, a five mic song. A five mic production. Yeah. Coming up, I was confused. My mama kissing a girl. Confused curse coming up in this cold world. Daddy and Ron probably committed felony. You know the rest of that already, man. The hook is dope. Um, let's be real, man. This is 50 Cent helping our game. Let's call it what it is. What are we gonna what are we gonna what are we gonna go there with it? Because at some point in this revisiting this album, when are we gonna go there with it? Let me tell you how the executive producer is 50 Cent on here. Let's call it what it is. I'm so sorry, game. Say, I hate to go this far to the show, but it is what it is. Let's just talk about the realness of how Fifty was so over, so much involved in this album that he ghost wrote a lot of hooks. You can hear the way my Game dude, was saying the hooks. Executive Fifty producer. Was, he didn't take credit for that. Fifty said on there, my G. Executive producer. No, no, no I know, <laughs> but on some of the songs, on some of the song credits, he's not listed as a writer, and you can right. hear Game's hook that. And remember, when after 15 Games was beef and 50 came out, I was like, yo, I wrote seven songs on that album. I can hear them. I can pinpoint them. I know the ones he's got credit for. Stay right there right quick. I want you to stay right yeah. there with, with that, what you just said. Now, how much are people going to try to discredit or people try to discredit Game because of that? Because people did try to so do that. There is, so there is no discredit to Game. So this is what 50 did. He supplied him with the hook and the song structure. Remember, at this time, 50 was a master at hooks and bridges and how, to, and how to put songs together. He was a master at it at this time. So that's what he did. He didn't write none of Game's rhymes. Game, right. well, every verse That's a misconception, though. See, that's the misconception that people try to act like because 50 might have helped him out with hooks and all that, that he sat there and wrote rhymes. The game, but 50 tells the story. Also, watch that before he got to Aftermath, game was on Aftermath chilling before 50 got there. And when 50 he got there, the they couldn't do it. He pushed yeah. the button. They couldn't do anything with game. They was trying and they just couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't get any traction with him. So they put him with, with Genie. But the thing about it was it benefited 52. They, I mean, just imagine, they gave him a finder's fee of 2.5 mil just to work with him. Uh, this had nothing to do with uh, it. They were like, yo, here's 2.5 mil to work with this artist for us. We're going to pay you because we have an artist that we're trying to get it. He was like, all right. So this benefited 50 also. He, he financially reaped right. a lot of money for this album. But he wrote hooks and helped, and helped the song structure, but he wrote none of Game's rhymes. So let's right. throw that, let's get... Let's, let's take that out there. Let me so let me say this also. Yeah. I did not like this video at all. I hated this video with the props and all that. Like 50 acting like he was in Southside Jamaica Queens and Game acting like he in Compton. I did not like that. I hate with the props and all that. I did have a, I did have a problem with that. Well, th- this is what I did not like about Gina during that era. Technology had, had gotten to the point where you could now go into a, a green room. Yeah, and just man. go for green yeah. and do it. And, and during that time, 50 went he went ham with that. With that, well, let's go into a Remember, he was doing that shit with mm-hmm. Mom D. Was doing, like, yes. I did not like that. That was cheap to me, and that wasn't 
that wasn't on site, that wasn't on location. It yeah. took away the nope. feel of a real hip hop video. And Fifty yeah. loved it. I don't give a fuck what nobody said. He was hard body into that, whatever that was. But yeah. the song. Let me tell you right now. This is one of my favorite instrumentals ever. So yeah. I'm gonna say this. Game's album, the instrumental, the, the, the production-wise, for two years in hip-hop, all these beats were the most wrapped-over beats in hip-hop. That's true, too. That the, is true, too. Almost though. the whole album. A lot of niggas wrapped like, off. I'm Yo, my nigga. A lot of niggas wrapped off dreams, though. A lot of niggas. Uh, look, to tell me, look, a lot of wrapped off dreams. So peep this, peep this. Let's keep it a hundred. Everything about Papoose's mixtape run, he wrapped over ten songs after this. Because I remember the songs yeah. and the verses, and I was like, holy oh, shit. Like every like first of all, every song we just talked about, Papoose has a like a three, four minute freestyle over them. Re up gang. Re up gang was all over this album. Pusha T and his yeah. brother, they when they did their uh, re up gang volume one and two, they were mm-hmm. rhyming on all these beats too. So the production on this album is so great, man. wait till y'all see how I what I gotta say about this when it's really done. But hey, right. a great song. Next song, my G, track four, Higher, produced by Dr. Dre. Let me set it off here, Watson. I think this beat is murderous. You know what I'm saying? Who the fuck y'all thought was coming after Young Buck? After Young Buck, after he dropped Shay out of Cashville. This was the next album up for G Unit. A lot of name dropping again. Hate to be that guy. I'll do anything, but I won't fuck Mariah. Because if, if she had a shanty butt naked in bed, she got a point like Tyra. Um, it's funny when I hear Dr. Dre saying, um, wait for detox. They hear him say, I wait for detox. And detox still ain't dropped. But we're in 2019, and he said that in 2005. It was kind of cringy, though. But this is a five-mic song. Don't production my Dr. Dre, man. I am, man. Talk to me. Um, I think you summed this up perfectly. This is a murderous Dr. Dre beat. Yes, it is. It is aggressive. <laughs> it's like Jesus. It, it, it's like, it's like the, the baseline, the drums, the way. It's just like this yeah. is something you, yeah. you, you 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 get lit to. This is for real. This was another mixtape favorite song for yep. people to rap yep. over. Yeah, Fifty Cent is also on this hook. He also got writers. He got you know hook credit Jesus. for it. And, and yes, yes, game name drop, but. What, when, I, when I was listening to it, I wasn't like, oh, it's, it's too much name dropping. I, I don't, I don't, nah. We're doing right, Monday right, morning right. quarterback right now. I'm just saying, at the time, this shit went hard. Fire Still hard, though. Still hard, though, man. Like, 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 so far, the production is as perfect as production could be on the hip-hop album. Yeah. You know, it's funny. We talk about production all the time with albums. Where you know I'm very big on Jim Jones production for poem album. I know you're not as big as I am on that. Um, you might are big on Capone and Noriega's um, uh, World Report album. We think that's a very well production, you know, productive production wise. That album is very classic, man. But like you said, man, the beginning the beginning of the show, the producers on this on this album, man, we gotta salute them hard body, man. This dude has some top notch production on here and the sidebar. Everybody think that Dr. Dre did every beat. I'm glad me and Watson are giving flowers to other producers because Dre didn't do every beat, contrary to people's belief, though. It seems like he gets more props 
production on his album, but he doesn't do all the beats though. But higher, in my opinion, Watson, I don't know how you feel. It's five mics though. Uh, that that's I I don't, I'm not gonna just I'm not gonna dispute that at all, cause I, cause I remember, I I remember how much I love this beat. This album, you know what's crazy? Why this album resonates with me so much when I hear it? Because yeah. the production was so powerful. I'm telling you, for two years I was saying other rappers rap over this on a regular. So I kept hearing Game's album. It's equivalent to if we're listening to, um, you know how you hear people rap over. Who shot you all the time? You just yes, you just keep yes, hearing because yes. it's popular. Right. Imagine mm-hmm. the whole the whole album where everybody's rapping over every single song. You know, and <laughs> a quick sidebar: Hate and Love It had a remix, and Fifty put it on his Massacre album, and didn't put Game on. That's true. Just to show you yeah. how pretty he could be. He put the whole unit on there, and then put and then put and then put a Game on it. Super Petty Fifty. Oh, man. Track 5, watch. Let's keep moving, man. How we do feature at 50 Cent, brother. Talk to me. This is another five mic song, man. This is another Dre super banger. You know, this was this, they did a video. They were still, see, now this is where they were still, they were cool at this point. The, the fall-off hadn't happened yet. And 50, and, and the video was directed by Hype Williams. And I was like, holy shit, Hype Williams is back into the game? Because you didn't really see him too much on the video scene. Yeah. And he directed mm-hmm. this video. Um, I love this. this. This was one of my favorite songs, man. Like, when this song came out, they say, I'm so hurt. Like, let me tell people, man, 50 is a dope MC. My nigga, 50 on his song, man. Dope MC. I'm sorry, yo. 50, 50. When you just think of how Fifty wrote like so seductive in this song, I mean Fifty had Fifty's run when when hip hop was his number one priority and it was the most important thing for him and yes. he only focused yeah. on hip hop. Fifty was as nice as you as anybody. The man was masterful at hooks, at writing, streets, the hood. He could do it all and grand like flow and delivery and flow and yeah, delivery. Flow and delivery by the beat. Yeah, in this song, 50 Cent murders you on your own shit. 50 Cent murders you on your own shit on this song. He did game. I'm going to keep a real game. He murders you on your own shit. I got to keep a real game. <laughs> I remember in the club back in 2000 and 2006 when you played this song, man, niggas used to get lit, man. Game, I know you said it off my G, but, man, when 50 came on, man, it was a little different game. It's a little different, you know what I'm saying? Like, they say I'm no good because I'm so hood. Rich folks do not want me around. Because if I pop off and wear their pops off, somebody going to get us the fuck out. Yo, Vicky, he owned this shit, man. Own this song. Like, no, come on, come on. I don't mean to be this guy watching, man. Well, Vicky could have went Dolo on here. I'm, I'm taking it there. I'm taking it there. Dolo. Okay, but no, 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 no. I see. So I think one of the reasons why Fifty's so bitter about Game's success is because Game's album was by far the most successful Genie album. Like I had yes. said earlier, over that Banks, I told over Buck, it, it over was the biggest. But this is an album that sold 4.4 in America alone, over five million worldwide. Jeez. This album was this album was one of the biggest hip hop albums in history. Not just yeah. like it's a it was a big big album. 
Um, and I and I know fifty in his mind is like I gave him some of the greatest shit ever, and you know that's why to this day, to this day, fifty and him. You know this fifty piece it up with Fat Joe. He'll go back with Young Buck. Yeah. He go back. He never went back with game because that because the game shit that shit bothered him the most. That shit I think he's really watching now though. I think he's watching now though. I think recently. Watch it. 50, 50 doesn't. 50 won't work with him and do songs with him. To me, that's why. I don't think he work with him. Well, because 50 don't care about music now. But I recently saw an interview with 50 where he was talking about, yo, me and Game, we all right. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing no more. Yeah, I, yeah, think, yeah, I think they moved on. Think about this. They got all these hits together. And he never performs them with them. He just, like, he won't do it. You think the 15 of them said, let's do Hate It, Love It, and this is how we do. People would go crazy because those songs were that big. They were big fucking songs. He just won't. He don't fuck with them like that for whatever the reason. Mm. Yeah, but this is a, another super five mic song, you know, super now, super production, uh, super ill production mm. from uh, Dr. Dre. All right, let's get it moving, man. Track six, Don't Need Your Love, featuring Faith Evans. Produced by my nigga H A V O C. Now let me set it up there, Watson. When Game said, I heard they got Bloods in New York now, Red Rags, Uptown Harlem now. Um, I thought Faith gets real busy on the hook. Something that you talked about early in the beginning of the show. Um, three verses from Game again. I thought Game's third verse was my favorite verse when he talks about his homies doing bids and all that. Song that no one really talks about that much when they go back to the documentary, but it's a dope song, my G. Absolutely. This is a song that nobody talks about. Faith gave him a fire hook. Uh, first verse, he talks about being shot. You know, I love mm-hmm. throwing the word introspection on you because when you talk about your life and what's going on or stuff or trials and tribulations, that's introspection. So I couldn't right. wait to throw the introspection word in. On on this song, you know what I'm saying? I couldn't wait. He was like, "Yeah, giving giving you some introspection." He, you know, mm. and 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 now let's get back to but havoc. Can you bump heads with the havoc? Mm-hmm. People don't mm-hmm. know how I feel about havoc as a producer. Let me be clear. No, nah, you're very good. Like, I think you said it numerous times on the show that havoc is the same way you say Game's album is the most, the documentary is the most underappreciated album in the West Coast. You've also said, and you're not saying this numerous times, like Havoc is probably the most unappreciated producer of all time. But without question, New York City, he's, a, he's the most. Havoc is the most. He might be the most underappreciated rapper because he rapped with Prodigy and producer. And I don't know why. Yeah. Because think about this. Everybody who was dead nice, they fucked with him and wanted a beat from him. It wasn't yeah. like the industry did not know. When Biggie was like, yo, I need a song for last day. For the Havoc. When Foxy Brown album's coming out, Def Jam was like, yo, we got a song. How many times you and I talk about the promise on Foxy's our first album, man? Come on up. That's, that's the that's real song of the album. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and and, and, okay. and, and, and the beats he had in his stash that Mar Beat just didn't use. You can tell. Mm. I mean, the man that produced Quiet Storm. So this is a, this is a decent beat. It's not his greatest beat, but it's a good oh, yeah. song. Huh? Well, I agree with you. It's not one of Havoc's best beats, but still to have Havoc production on your first album, man. You got yeah. Dre, yeah. Kanye, yeah. Cool and Dre, and you know what I mean? Havoc now? 
Yes, yes. I mean, I mean, I mean, and, and it's even going to get realer, which is staggering. But you know what it's it is? Why about this Because this is not the sinister Mom song. Think about it. He got a song with Faith Evans doing a hook on here and, and Havoc's doing a beat. So it's not that grimy, typical right. grimy New York type beat that Havoc drops. You know what I mean? Yes. Still a dope song, though. Still a dope song. Yes. Yeah, I, Actually, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Let's keep moving, watching. Track seven, Church for Thugs, produced by Just Blaze, man. Talk to you, man. Just Blaze. This, okay. So, it was Kanye and Just Blaze that were basically lacing the rock in the in the prime heavy, of the rock heavy. era. Especially it just was Kanye Blaze. Especially and Just Blaze. Especially okay. Just Blaze. To get a Just Blaze beat... Oh, does wow. not make any sense. He got a Just Blaze beat. So now, you could say, uh, well, I'll, I'll save all of that after after we finish out, but this was a textbook Just Blaze beat. I thought game got busy. Okay, this is where I believe this is an uncredited hook that 50 vote for him. Talk about it, Watson. Talk about it. Talk about it. This is This is a clear Clear. Come on, my nigga. This hook song just like this, man. Let's talk about it. Come on, man. So you, so, so you on. know for a fact. I mean, it's not even funny that Fifty did this. And I think my nigga, when, it, when it, um, you know, Spalo, I don't want to make it sound like we trying to act like King can hold it down, but there's no way you can listen to this song Church for Ducks Hook and Fifty does not just the way game sounds, the way it delivery, you, it seems like and you said, why, yo, Seth Ham, you got to say it like this. I got to be like that. I'm sorry. Like 50 wrote it. 50 wrote it, made him say it like it, and he did it. That's why they brought him to 50. 50, remember, 50 was on a historic run during this time. Not everything he touched was yep. fire. So, um, so this is clearly 50. I mean, you know, and it went uncredited. And, and, and at this point, you're going to have to just decide for yourself, when you hear games hooks, did he write this hook? You know what I'm saying? And it's no disrespect. Nah, Church for Thugs is very 50 Cent-ish, man. It, it, it was 50. No, it, listen, 50 said I wrote seven songs. He only put credit for four of them on here. So it's one of them, son. It's one of them. It's one of them. It's absolutely one of them. This is song number five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love New York. The gang banging. That's L.A. shit. That's from Game. Um, I... I it's another song that doesn't really get talked about when people talk about the documentary, I, I believe. But still a dope song, in my opinion, man. Church for Thugs, man. Um, next song, Watson. Put you on the game. Produced by Timberland. So we're going from Havoc, Just Blaze, not Timberland. Watson, talk to me, man. Once again, like I started off this 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 review of this album, it's he he got the greatest producers of the last 20 years, maybe 25 years, maybe 30 years, because if we start with Dre, that's 30 years. To put him on here. Now, this is the absolute Timberland beat. It sounds like a Timberland beat. What's great? Um, he, got, he got a Just Blaze beat. He got a Just Blaze beat that sounds like Just Blaze production. And he got a Timberland beat that sounds like so what he mm-hmm. wanted, what he wanted to get out of these beats, they gave it to him. You know what I'm saying? And that's dope because you know you get a dope producer 
Like if you get rizzy, you want to get you want to get a soul sample or something ill like that. You don't want him to come with nothing different. They gave Wayne right. what he wanted, the signature sound at that time. Now the reason why this beat is so fire to me. Okay, I'm gonna tell you this right now. Gang got busy on this, right? The Timberland production won this won this song for me. This beat, Timberland's beat, was was more powerful to me. And the reason why I'm saying that, I agree with that. It's because the re-up gang, uh, Pusha T and Malice and and Ablob and Sam, and they rapped over this song, over this instrumental. And once they got a hold of this instrumental, man, to me it became their instrumental. It became their instrumental. It's because the production is that crazy. This is this this is wizardry production right here. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, this is not blessed with. I don't think any my man, I don't know I don't think any artist on earth ever got blessed like this for an album. Ever. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it real, man. Not not the not the well, Nas will be the first person that always come to my mind from Illmatic. But Game really I mean, okay, he didn't get a doctor he didn't get a primo beat, he didn't get a P Rock beat, fine. But and a RZA beat, but still man, the other top notch producers he got at the time that was moving and shaking, like Oh, this I'm gonna, I'm gonna cancel out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cancel out P. Rock and the Rizzos when we get later, later on. When we get later on into the, to the thing, because he, he definitely got some true New York production in here that that captured mm-hmm. the '90s. He definitely got that. So um, we're gonna get to that one. I think it's a five mic song. The rebirth of Dre, the rebirth of L.A., the rebirth of hip hop. Another memorial for Machiavelli and Big Pop. Um, Yo, ain't really talking to NWA talk, right talk man. You know what I mean? Check this out. Mm-hmm. You see what you just read? Yeah. You see what you just read? You, you, you heard what you just read, right? You heard the L.A. You heard the On my notes, on my notes, I said, put you on the game. The rebirth of L.A., the rebirth of hip-hop, another memorial of like Machiavelli. I'm not surprised I'm not surprised. Okay, but right I'm here, and, I'm, and that's what I wrote to because I wanted to highlight that for this one. That's what I wrote. You know, but you know what? You know what though? And I thought you you, you highlighted that. The reason I highlighted, highlighted that, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, because something you said early in the beginning when you talked about game really getting the baton in '05 for being the, the next guy for the West to hold on the West Coast. Absolutely, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, and 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 to me. Let's be honest. Does game mm-hmm. get the same kind of respect Kendrick gets? And I told you why. The reason why, though, man. I won't go back into that, but I told you the reason why. But I think he does, in a sense, though, because man, before Kendrick, it was, it was before Kendrick, it was game, man. You know what I'm saying? You mean but, yo, you mean you know? You... No, I was gonna say game. When... Me and you know when we were into our mixtape move. Game was as important to the mixtape run as any other MC. That's a fact. He was And we lived for that. We lived for mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Game was doing that shit, man. Like, like we, tracks, we not we, like we, 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 we don't really, Was he? He was in the building. The hard Yo, let's keep it real. Game and Danny Myers got that thing where they're both from the West Coast, but they got East Coast ties heavy, man. I said game and Danny Myers. Game. There was up with Danny Myers in it. Game, game loves 
New York hip hop. Don't say East Coast. Say New York City hip hop. New uh, York City hip hop. And 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 he loves it. He he salutes it. You know what I'm saying? But, nah, that, but that's just like I said, hip hop is stormy. Yeah. Game of the hip hop is stormy. Let's get moving, man. Track nine, man. Woo! Start from scratch. Featuring Marshall and Brocia from uh, Flowetry. Let me say this, Watson. One of my favorite, and I'm going to say it again, one of my favorite game songs of all time is Start From Scratch, man. From Game's voice, sounding like he's drunk when he's, when he's um, doing the song. Um, if I could start from scratch, I wouldn't change shit. Same red bandana, same four-fifths, same G-Wagon, same hood rat bitch. I love that kind of stuff from Game, man. I thought it's the realest song Game has ever made. The hook is fire. Um, the pain in Game's voice. Homie, if I could make my four today, I'd tell Easy and Dre, bring back in WA. I would have told Pac not to stop out Orlando. Of course, Orlando and Las Vegas. So Puffy and Big about the Rampart scandal. Talk about his dead homies. One of my favorite game songs of all times, man. Start from scratch, watch. By far. Uh, a, perfect, a perfect illustration of this song. In other words, this song is the truest definition of his introspective song, isn't it? Yep. Isn't it? Yep. This song yep. right here. He Love also dissed Benzino. He also dissed yes, Benzino on this song. <laughs> and time, I, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. yeah. So um, this song, this is game as, a, as an MC right here. This is a song of, I that highlights song. game as an MC. And 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 he and you can tell the pen was bleeding. This is a dope ass mm-hmm. song. I I, I strongly agree. I with you. that. Marsha Ambrosia. Fine. Let me say here's another. Okay, so Dr. Dre Scott Storch. Love poetry. Marsha Ambrosia gave him. I mean, okay, I'll take it a step further. Marsha Ambrosia and Faith bodied Mary J. Blige on this album. Ah oh, damn. Ah. Oh. I know you know I because I know how much you love Mary, but there's no way. You can tell me Mary was fucking with Marsha Ambrosia and Faith on this. No way. And wait a minute. When we get to that, we're going to be fair to Mary, though. We didn't go to Mary's song yet, though. We didn't go to Mary's song yet, though. I'm going to hold my thoughts on that, though. Yeah, yeah, okay. But, but, Faith's hook was not fire. Nah, Faith's hook was damn well fire, my G. I ain't going to fire, man. And Marsha did, too. Love poetry, man. Yeah, that's right. Love that's right. Love so man. Everybody's giving him A-list material, man. Rappers do not know rapper gets to Yo, my nigga, we're talking about... Fam, we're talking about what happened on the production, though, but what about the guest appearances also? <laughs> Mary J, Faith, Havoc, I mean, Buster Rhymes, Eminem, we haven't gone to those songs yet, but come on, man. Um, Yeah, man, one of my favorite songs on here, man. Um, next June Watson, talk to me, man. The documentary song. Yo, this is a dope. Okay, so Step on song. The documentary is produced by a dude I'm not familiar with, right? But I mm-hmm. fuck. Okay, so let me tell you this. This song to me is what Start from Scratch is for you. I really like this song, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, this song is dope. I think First it's a good song. First of all, he gives you three verses. Like he, like Game has a lot to say, man. He's rapping, rapping. 
He's rapping, yeah. rapping. We, I'm going to keep it real. This era of hip-hop with your one verse, you might get two verses if you're lucky. You never get into three verses. Get two verses. Thank God Skyzoo gave us three verses. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the fact. fact that Game was rapping, rapping, they said this album took two years to make. I can see why. Like, they, this, yeah. this, this was yeah. Yeah. He put his heart and soul yeah. in this album. Let me just say right there quick. Say right there quick, because something you just said, like, Obviously, Game said it took him a couple of years to make this album. Should rappers really do that, though, man? Like, take their time, like, when they make albums, like, take a year or two, if it takes that long, to give a shit. But it's his first album, though. Most dudes' first albums are their masterpiece, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, their whole life story on their first album. So, I, mean, I guess it depends um, on the individual, though. Because Skazoo, it didn't take Skazoo that long to do his album, but whatever. So the thing about this is the reason why, here's why to me this album took so long. You cannot get this level of talent on one album. It's just, it's impossible. These are the most in-demand, biggest artists and stars of music. You can't do that in six weeks. You can't do it in two weeks. You know, you know how Dre is with his production. So when Dre's ready, you're going to get it. How do you get Eminem? And, and Eminem's going to give you a verse. Then you got, you got to get that together. When do you get up with Timbaland? When do you get up? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, so I think this, right. uh, I think he had the rhymes ready and shit, but then 50 has to put the song together because he's the executive producer, so he's listening to it yeah. and he's and he's hearing it. You know what I'm saying? So to me, that that mm-hmm. that played a part in why this album took so long, but it it was well worth it. Yeah, man. I, I think there's another step on song on the documentary. Um, I found out who sprayed it, and I'm putting you under the pavement. No Buddhist priest, Catholic, or pastor to save him. I'm far from the religion, but I got belief so I can canary yellow diamonds in my Jesus piece. Yo, my dude, the hook is so dope, how he adds all the classic albums together. I thought that shit was fire, man. Um, now, that song, now, man. Now, you, now you see why this song was why this song resonated with me? This This song yeah. resonated with me, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So that's 11. That is 11, no less than 4.5 mic songs in a row. Well, I'll say 10. But that is 10, in my opinion, 10, 4.5, or 5 mic songs in a row. Because production counts and the rapping counts. So this is – now, peep this. This album could be over because it's 10 songs already. That's a full album. That's a full album. This would have been called a classic right now in 2019 with these 10 songs. Yeah. yeah. This this would be be an undisputed classic if it ended with these 10 songs just now. Because that's that's enough for a full album. But it would be like an undisputed classic. Like it would be the way we refer to Cuban Links, Doggy Style. That's what this would have been. Yeah. All right. Let's keep it moving, man. Next song, Running. Featuring Tony Yayo, produced by High Tech Monty. Talk to me. This is where you know Game loves hip hop. This is where you know Game is a student of hip hop. Tell me how you think this. How how do you think Game decided? I want high tech productions. You know who you want high tech production. You got to be a fan of Solid Quality. You have to be a fan of underground hip-hop that's yep. not mainstreaming. You got to be the dude who's watching The Blast, 
with with Talib Kweli and Hot Tech, and you and, and that meant something to yep. you. And you was like, Yo, fuck up and make it, man. I'm gonna get that nigga. I like his beat. I like, do. You know Let's what I'm keep it real. Hold on, sidebar. Let's keep it real. When Fifty Cent went on his mixtape run, did he not rap off his beat? That was one of my favorite 50 Cent songs. You need to do an introduction back to Quali. You heard it, 50 Cent. You yeah, heard it, you that? Did he kill that shit? <laughs> this is on fire for the high-tech beat. Now that I said all of that, now that I said all of that, that he got high-tech, this is probably my least favorite song on the album. I thought you just put it trash first. I did not like Yayo's verse. This song it was did too, not do it, it was for me. Too short. Yeah. This song yeah. did not do it for me at all. This song, this song was fast forward material for me then. It was fast forward material for me now. And after going through all the songs and then getting to this, I was like, I do not like this at all. And this was this was pure Fifty Cent Power move shit. I'm putting Yayo on this album, nigga. What? And nothing, yeah. nobody could do nothing yeah. about it. And that's what he did. This yeah. is the song I did. Um, yeah, I can't. This is a three and a half mic song. I'm gonna keep it a hundred, man. Um, Yeo verse was when I, it felt like once I started getting into Yeo verse, it just went away so quick. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's a high song. It's a high, man. It's a high, man. Um, let's keep moving, man. No more fun and games. Produced by Just Blaze. Second beat from Just Blaze for a documentary, my dude. This man got us another beat by Just Blaze. Yeah. Just Blaze hit him with one of my favorite camera samples. It's not about a salary. It's all about reality. About reality. You know, like, like, like. That's hip-hop, man. When you, you know, when you start getting the Prodigy hooks, the, the, the Kane hooks, the samples, mm-hmm. the Val Kemp samples, and put them on your song, that means you, you really want some hip-hop shit. Like, yeah. This one, this one, I, I see what we're doing right now. Um, So, Another lost start. Game. Three verses. Three verses. The name dropping here was excessive. My mouth on the front. <laughs> like he, he was this the name dropping on this, he 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 was he was his name dropping bag. You know what I'm saying? Like OG, I couldn't my not hear O G. O G I, I couldn't oh, not hear this song. I couldn't not hear now, it's a dope song. It's a dope song. He got a dope just plays beat. But you know he was really name dropping, and and I'm not saying it as a negative. I'm just highlighting it. You know what I'm saying? Still, still it's a, it's a dope, it's a dope, and it's a good song to me. Um, I thought Game was on his talking shit. You know what I'm saying? Something he said I thought that was hilarious. I looked down on Hov. I looked up to Dre. Another shot at Hov. Um, Dre told me he doing detox. Dre, Dre told me he doing detox. This is only one. Mace coming back and Ovi done, another J shot. <laughs> Game last verse is fire, man. When he's saying, I've been rapping for one year, one month, 17 days, 13 hours, 20 minutes, then I met Drake. Like, all that shit, the last verse was fire, man. Dope song by Game, man. Um, next song, Watts. We Ain't featuring Eminem, man. Now, real quick. Is that Game's version of patiently waiting, my G? Was that Game's version of trying to get us patiently waiting on Eminem, in your opinion? No, 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 no. It wasn't. That I'm gonna tell you why. No, 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 no. This was. A, let me tell you something. This was a dope song. Like I really like the song. But but this was a song where Game was overwhelmed that he was doing a song with Eminem. 
People at this time of 2005, Eminem. And they tell Eminem, me to say, you got washed on your own song on a verse? Come on, man. Eminem at 2005 was on the Mount Olympus. He was on Mount Rushmore by himself. And when I say that, I'm just talking about in terms of his popularity. Like Elvis. You know, yeah. he, 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 brought, he, he, was, he, was, he was Elvis. He was Elvis and the Beatles yeah. in 05. Yep. He had already sold more records than anybody, had diamond records, put out 50, who was the biggest artist of all time. He literally was like, there was, he, he was, it, it was so much success. My dude, he made D12 go platinum. He made D12, D12 went platinum because of Eminem. He made D12 and Obi Trice go platinum. He made Obi Trice go platinum in 2003. Cool D-Rap has never gone platinum ever. Okay, Obi Trice went platinum in 2003 on the strength of Eminem. Now, no disrespect to Obi Trice, because I fuck with Obi Trice, and I think Obi Trice is nice, so let's be clear, but I'm just saying, M's name recognition, so Game gets on the phone with M. M gives him that greedy funk beat, because M, M, M likes to produce. This is what I didn't understand. He, he, he was so overwhelmed and happy to be do, do a song with Eminem that he basically <laughs> just wanted to pay homage to Eminem and praise him throughout both verses. Yeah. So he yeah. rhymed like him. On the first verse, then he says, Eminem murdered me on my own shit. And then he rhymes like him again. Now, it's dope. It's dope. But you can just tell he was completely overwhelmed by having When he got that M verse, he was like, Jesus Lord. That M verse, listen, how was Conway acting when he got that M verse? He's doing interviews. Yeah. He put it out as a single. He was like, yo, I got mad people. You know what I'm saying? Like, that Emverse is different. Okay, put it this way. Let me tell you how real the Emverse is in the, in the 2000s. Get, Little Wayne, at the top of his career, was screaming, and won't do a song with me. and won't get a yep. song with me. I've been asking yep. He forced him. He forced him because I was like, yo, I got no choice. This nigga is screaming for me. Why <laughs> M won't do a song with me? And Wayne is the top rapper well, at the time. Why well, yeah. M won't do a song with me? So getting an M yeah, verse in the two yeah. thousands was like getting a Dre was like getting a Dre beat, uh, a Kanye beat, Just Blaze, Timbaland. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you could just tell when M got that verse, <laughs> that motherfucker was so happy. That's crazy, man. Um. Yeah, man, I thought it's a dope song that doesn't get talked about a lot, man. Um, next song, man, Where I'm From, featuring R.I.P. Nate Dogg, produced by a gentleman by the name of Focus. I think this beat is so West Coast Watson, one of my favorite songs on the album. Nate Dogg kills the hook. I think the joint is very wavy. Um, even Game said you can see Walk to This. It's still love. I love this song, man, Where I'm From, man. Great thing about listening to this song again was realizing how important Nate Dogg was to West Coast culture yeah. and the hip-hop yeah. hook game. Because, let's be clear, Fabulous, Fabulous first big song was You Can't Deny It with Nate Dogg on the hook. That was the song that got Fab yeah. into the mainstream. That got let's, him let's known. We talk about 50 Cent on the hook, so, man. But Nate Dogg, having Nate Dogg hook? Having, Nate Nate Dogg, hook. having a Nate Dogg hook Solidify just your, your spot in hip hop. Let's just be clear. Yeah. That meant you would you arrive. That meant you arrive. And what's so what's so fascinating about this album is that Nate Dogg is on back to back hooks. You know what That's I'm saying? Uh, you know, Focus produced it. Um, 
when like when game does collabos, you know he has to shout out the person he does a collabo with. He 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 can't he can't like he's so excited and so appreciative that he has to right. shout you out. Yeah, there was name dropped in here, but I, I thought this was a dope song, man. Like I enjoyed listening to this because I heard Nate Dogg and I was like, Yeah, I forgot about this joint. Yeah. So yeah. just an, an, another dope another dope song, man. All right. Uh, another song, man. Again, back to back with Nate Dogg. Another song called Special, man. Talk to me, man. Special. Three verses. Another three verse song. I saw a game. I saw a game float on this beat. I thought game flowed mm-hmm. on this beat, man. Like he gave, like you West Coast man, you you listening to this, you got to feel it, man. You can't, you you got this is back to back Nate Dogg shit and 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 game flowing over it, man. I love this beat. I love this beat. This is neat. I, I gotta say is one of the, I think, Yeah. This song could have gotten more mainstream love, in my opinion, if they would have pushed this song a little bit more. Like you know, Nate, you know. So this song is basically talking about a female, obviously, but I thought Game could have went real harder with this song. This song could have got more main so success than it got. Let me than, than it let me happen. tell that thing happened. Let me tell what I think happened. When him and Fifty had that big beef, it overshadowed this album. Because then after that, he, you know, the Al Sharpton meeting them, and 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 and, yeah. and then all, all everybody wanted to talk about was his beef with him and Fifty, and then. I mean, let's be 50 tried to destroy game. He tried to blacklist him and destroy his career. And the yeah, fact that, that game that's back a press conference, and, man, that, that wasn't it. And bat, and, that no, wasn't that, it. That, that, it wasn't a that, that was a press conference because they wouldn't have no Biggie Pac shit going on. Like, they was, that, yeah, that was, they was not having that happen again. They was they didn't really make a though, man. They, you could tell they didn't really make a It was here's why I wasn't fake. Here's why I wasn't fake. Because I would have given anything if somebody had the power to get big and pop in the same room and they did their shit. And I don't give a fuck how fuck it is. If they both would have been no, alive. That's different though. So that's different though. I'm talking about we didn't we never saw big and pop in that setting where they were able to shake hands. You get what I'm saying? Like when came and shook hands, no, no, in my no, opinion, remember big and pop knew though. Big and pop knew each other. And the fact that there was nobody right. who could just say, yo, pop, what the fuck are you doing? Yo, big, come on, we can't both feel like y'all niggas know each other. Y'all right. niggas doing Fulton C. Smith bunts on, you know, on the couch. I but wish so, somebody would have done that, though. Yeah, I, I wish somebody would have done that because let's keep right. it real. After that happened, right. all 50 in game did was diss each other. That's all they did. That's they just dissed each other. Game ran to his house. And game ran to his house and took his basketball court. You remember that. You yeah. remember that, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you are some pretty basketball court. <laughs> yeah, so, but, uh, you, but I agree with you. This is a song that could have got pushed, man, but it got lost in the source with all that controversy. I 100% agree with you. Yeah. All right. Next song, my G. Don't worry. Featuring Mary J. Blige. Now, hold up, man. Let me say this. This song seems more like a Mary J. Blige song featuring Game, man. Mary sets off this joint. I thought she killed it, man. She got more burn. Maybe we're doing a hook. She had a verse. You know what I'm saying? A lot of gangster love talk. I like this song, man. Don't worry, featuring Mary J., man. I'm biased for Mary J. Blige, so I'm going to keep it real. This, my, this is my second least favorite. So my two least favorite <laughs> songs on this album that I never play, that I never play, <laughs> is Running With Tony Ayo and Don't Worry. With Mary J. Blige. Mary J. I just don't like them. You said the purple. Mary J. Blige was working with Dr. J during this period. 
I'm absolutely convinced this was a Mary J. Blige song that Dre gave to that that, that Dre gave to yeah, Gail. I'm absolutely convinced that that's what happened because she 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 got the first verse. She was no hook. She sick ass off. Listen, I wasn't here for that, man. Like I need you to rap, so you fire your hook, and then you rap. I was like, yo, what's going on? Is this a Mary song with with guest guest starring Game? Cause that's that's the vibe it got to me. That's how I feel. I wasn't feeling that. I wasn't feeling that. All right. Um, last song, my G. Like father, like son, featuring Busta Rhymes. Okay. Sorry. When this is another song that resonates with me the way Start From Scratch resonates with you. This song resonates okay. with me. Crazy. First of all, this beat is this beat is fire. And let's talk about the producer. Yeah, he got a 90s super legend. He got Buck Wild. Buck Wild, the guy who yeah. produced Biggie Story to Town. Buck Thanks. Wild who produced Wally. Buck Wild who produced Thanks. Time's Up. Buck Wild who produced Thanks. Stress. Yeah. Oh, hold on, man. Time's up, O.C. Hold on, man. Time's up, O.C. Ah! Ah! Get it, though. Buckwild... One of my favorite songs of all time. Gave... Buckwild gave game A. This... Man, this beat is everything to me, man. Like I'm saying, the way you felt start from scratch in terms of the lyrics, what he was talking about, the introspection, Mm. I feel that way strongly about this song right here. I thought Buster gave him a fire hook. Game talking about his baby mother, talking about being a father to yeah. his son. I mean, come on, man. This this was interesting. And this beat is, whew, let me tell you, mixtapes got a hold of this beat, and they went crazy. This was they New did. York, Buck Wild. They did. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, that's how I feel about it. kind of self-explanatory, man. Like father, like son, almost like Edel Gina Bulldog, be a father to your child almost, man. I think it's a five-mic song. Hands down. I'm not going to hold you, man. Um, let's get to it, man. How much might you give in games out, Marky? So this is a five-mic album. This is not a 4.5-mic album. It's not a four-mic album. Because this is an album that if you really want to get real with it, you can make an, a strong argument that it's the greatest Produced album in hip hop history. You can argue that every yeah. producer who's a top known known producer gave him top notch work. They didn't give him bullshit. They didn't give him a throwaway beat. They gave right. him something because everyone knew this album is going to blow. So whatever we do on here, everybody's gonna hear it, and they treated it like that. Um. This is also an album production-wise that I don't think we'll ever in history see again. Think about the producers who was on all the, on this one album. We've never seen them yeah. that had this kind of production. Nope. Never, ever. I'm trying to figure out, can that happen today? In, in 2019, is there an MC who can say, I want every producer that was on, I want, I, I want every producer that was on Game's album, and I want my album to drop in January. I, I want to see you get Dr. Dre in the studio to give you six or seven beats. I want to see you get Just Blaze. I want to see you get Timberland. Like, at this point, those guys, they're all worth like $300, $400 million. And you got to talk to yeah. somebody, to somebody, just to probably get to them. Um, to well, me, it is now, a, it is a power. Said, 
That is the power this of Dr. Dre and 50 Cent, though, to get yes, all, those, yes. all those top-notch producers, though. You know what I mean? But this is what I think. See, 50 was the executive producer of this. So I know this is going to sound crazy. I think 50 even had more power on how this album was put together. Dre I agree. had the beat for him. But you can, you can tell 50 was all over this album. Um, it's for Prince. Now, here's, Prince, here's yeah. what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say. This album meant more to me than Good Kid, Mad City. And that's all you guys go to Kendrick album. That's all you guys go to Kendrick album of record. This album right here meant more to me. Meant more. It just did. It meant more to me. And it, and when I tell you it impacted New York, yeah, this album was played in New it York did. like it was it a did. New York album. It like it was did. a New York album. There's no question about it. Um, yeah, this is a five yeah, album. Rocking that. West Coast, my, my West Coast niggas, trust me, us New York niggas, we play this shit religiously, man. We did this shit with like this is a, this shit with everything, yo. This is a five mic album to me. Five mic album. It's a five mic album. Listen, five mic album. I basically can't even top what you just said because everything you just said I agree with. I think it's a five mic album. Um, okay, minus the name dropping, but we were like Watson said at the beginning when we first heard this album, nobody was really questioning that until you went into all that pop, until you went to SOHH and all that, so you went into the reason. And all hip hop and those conversations happen happen. But minus that, man, the production is fire, the bars are fire, the structure of the songs, um, how he went to um have Nate Dogg songs back to back. How he had Mary J. Blige, Marsha and Brochure from Flow with Tree, like a well balanced album, still gave you that West Coast feel and still gave you a national feel, like game lets you know that yes, I'm a West Coast mm-hmm. confident representative. But like we said earlier in the review, you could tell he rocked in New York City very, very heavy, man. And when you get Havoc and Buster, and even though Eminem did wash you on your verse, though, game, it's either in or there, man. So five mic album, and it's down, man. That's not even a question about it, man. That's what it is, man. All right, my G. We got 50 minutes here, man. Talk to NBA, my dude. We're back, man. NBA talk, watch, man. Let's talk about the Eastern Conference, y'all. This is just going to be the Eastern Conference preview. For 2019, 2020, we will get to the Western Conference at another date. But right now, we're just focusing on the Eastern Conference. And the first team I want to talk about watching is the Boston Celtics. Um, Kyrie obviously did not resign with them. The last time we saw the Celtics, they lost to the Milwaukee Bucks in five games in the playoffs. Um, Al Horford goes to Philadelphia. Terry Rozier goes to the Charlotte Hornets. They paid Terry Rozier a lot of guap. Go to Charlotte, Jesus, Mike. Um, well, how much? How much? Hold up. How much is Sam? I think he got like fifty-eight million dollars, fifty-eight or sixty-eight. I want to say. I want to say fifty-eight million dollars wow. in three years. I think. Yeah, he got walked up. Wow. Terry Rozier got walked oh, up. My dude. Mike walked him up. Yeah. My mind is blown. Yeah. My mind is blown because I'm. T- I'm, I'm going to tell you this right now. If you think Terry Rozier is going to do half, <laughs> half of what Kimball was doing, I got a. I got a bridge to sell you. I got a bridge to sell you in Brooklyn. If you think Terry Rozier, yeah. uh, Terry Rozier plays defense. He's a hard nosed player, and uh, put it this way, uh, man, listen, I'm I'm shocked. I'm shocked. That's all I'm saying about that because I didn't even know that. <laughs> you just dropped the jewel on me, man. Yeah, what? yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Kemba Walker obviously signed a four year deal for 141 million dollars. Um, they also got Enos Cantor. Well, you know I'm big on Enos Cantor. Um, they drafted the kid Taco Falls. 
obviously the focus of the team or the nucleus walked in will be Kemba, Gordon Hayward, Tatum, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown. Uh, talk to me, man, the Boston Celtics, man. I want to call this my sleeper team because I don't like the disrespect Boston's getting because Kyrie left. I and think I this is a blessing in the sky. I, 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 I'll have a left too? Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, yeah, but that's that's fine because you gotta you, you gotta you gotta have Gordon Hayward in there. You gotta play him. I mean, he, he gotta right, play. Right. He's not a bench player. Um, and cancer not a bad acquisition. To me, to, to me, yeah, to me, this is a real good team. Listen, you have been a big proponent of Jason Tatum. I think mm-hmm. now, Jason Tatum gets to show what he's really made of. I think Jason Tatum, I think Jalen Brown are going to take leaps, leaps, and really show how good they are. I think they all developed a, a, a chemistry with Kemba Walker. They like him. He's boys with them. He went out, immediately started practicing with them. He played on Team USA with all four of them, so they've been playing <laughs> together already. So I'm, I'm, I believe this team is going to be Better than a lot of people think. A lot of people. Mm. I got them no less. Let me see. Milwaukee, Toronto, Milwaukee, Toronto. I got them no less than three or four, third or fourth seed in the East. You know, Milwaukee and and Philly are the only two teams that I, I see that's going to be better than them. Okay. So I, 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 I have. I, I got that. Go ahead. Yeah, my hopes for them. Yeah, yeah. Ah, I like the Celtics, and I could agree with you, man. After Milwaukee, Philadelphia is everyone's playing for that third spot, right? Because I don't think Toronto is gonna do what they did last year. Obviously, losing Kawhi Leonard, you know what I'm saying? Um, I guess my thing is this: them working together, and are we gonna finally get? Because you said something interesting. You said you believe Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. <clears throat> I better step up, but uh, is is Kemba gonna? I'm wondering if Kemba's gonna play like he's not gonna go for his first early in the, in, the, in the beginning of the season. He's gonna try to like set people up, and I don't know if that's a good thing. You get what I'm saying? I don't know. No, I'm, I'm gonna because you, you know. Do, do you agree with me that this is the greatest group of teammates the best players Kemba has ever played with? Facts, by far. Right, by far. Right. When Mark Aguirre went to the Detroit Pistons, that was the greatest group of guys he ever played with. They just lost the championship to the Los Angeles Lakers, and then he was traded for Adrian Dantley. Mark Aguirre was the guy who averaged 27 points a game. He was an unstoppable scoring small forward. When he went to Detroit, he went there to win. So he'd give you 16 or 17 a game. Once in a while, he'd give you like a 20-piece. But when you get around a bunch of real good players, man, you're going to sacrifice. And I think Kemba's going to have no problem. Remember, Kemba had to score every single basket for Charlotte. Every single basket. Yeah. I mean, he was going to love, he was going to love Jalen Tatum and, and whatchamacallit. Because winning is good. I believe, I believe, listen, he got his money. He got a $100 million. So he got paid. And now he's going to play ball and he can win. I do not believe uh, Kemba Walker is going to this team for self. 
I don't I don't believe that. So I really have high hopes for this team. All right. All right, man. Let's go to another team here, man. In the borough that you live at and I was born at. Talk about the Brooklyn Nets, man. They lost to Philadelphia in the playoffs last year. Um, they lost D'Angelo Russell. Acquisition is Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, DeAndre Jordan. Um, KD probably won't look like he's not going to play this whole season. Um, they still have Jared Allen, Spencer Dinwiddie, um, Levert, who I think is a baller. I guess the question I have for you, Watson, is, is KD and Kyrie, are they finally going to get happiness now here in Brooklyn? This is their third team now. I don't know if they can find happiness. <laughs> oh, boy. They're, they're the only guys in NBA history who won championships and wanted to leave their team after winning championships. That's crazy. That's like, wanted to leave. Like, wanted. I want to get out of here. Even though I won a championship, I got all the props in the world. Do you remember how much we praised Kyrie after they after they beat thing? Kyrie got the People was Kyrie should have been MVP of that series. That's how much praise he was getting. He went to the championship every year. I was like, y'all want to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. KD, three years at a team that went to the championship every year. And he was, yo, and I'm, I'm now that I, I'm, I'm convinced that KD was going to leave if they won the championship anyway. Because you could tell by the shit he's saying that he was going to leave. Yeah. I never felt like I was part of the team. Blah, blah, blah. So you could, he was out the door. And remember, everybody was saying KD was out the door. Bill Simmons was saying it. Everybody was saying it. And I was like, I don't think so. Yeah, they do. So, when you say can they find happiness, I have no fucking idea, man. Because winning championships and MVPs don't give them happiness. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what and, what, and I didn't know, and their best friend, remember KD used to go to Bill Simmons' podcast and rave about Kyrie Irving? He used yes, to rave yes, about Kyrie yes. Irving. And I was thinking to myself, heavy. How would, if, if you're Steph Curry, how would you feel if you hearing that? Um, you gotta feel some type of way, though. You gotta feel some type of way, and, I, and to be honest, I feel like even though KD won in Golden State, I still think there's a part of him. I think there's a part of Golden State this year where they want to prove, and we'll get to the Western Conference obviously another day, but they just want to prove that they could win without KD. But we'll get to that some other time. But the question I got for you is, what are we expecting from the Brooklyn Nets without KD this year? I'm looking at a six or seven seed. And for for Kyrie wow. and uh, I'm looking for Kyrie. Wow. Well, who who else who else are they going against? Remember, they I made the playoffs. Fourth, third, fourth seed, fourth and fifth. Okay, you got. The, so I just want this. I don't want Kyrie to get hurt, and I don't okay. want DeAndre Jordan to get hurt. And I'm very worried about Kyrie's. If they start losing, locker room. If he's gonna, you think you're gonna poison the locker room? Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, man. That 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 I'm really concerned. I mean, I mean, the guy was playing with the, a, a young team in the Boston Celtics, man, and he he used to say some shit out that locker room, man. That used to blow my mind. Let's be real, man. Kyrie's a talented dude, man, but I don't know if he's the most likable dude when you're playing with him. I I, I agreed. Agreed. I, because, you know, and he thinks he's philosophical. He thinks he's, I, yeah, you know, I'm hoping, philosophical. Oh my God. I'm hoping he doesn't fuck the locker room. Stay woke ass, nigga. 
that's that's my that's that's my concern. Like my concern with Kyrie in the locker room is a big concern because I'm scared they might go on like a losing streak, right? And and it's not right. coming together. Because he starts sounding off, man. I'm like, oh, but you, oh watch that. So you, you think he's gonna sound off knowing that his 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 man Katie's not there this year, though? Or he's, he's gonna he understands he's conscious enough to know. That, Listen, I'm gonna go into this year without KD. So what can I really have high expectations like a Philadelphia or Boston? There's no excuse for Kyrie not to average 25 five assists on a regular night. On a regular night. Okay, yes, that's gonna happen. That's gonna happen. Well, it needs happen. It needs to. Um, I think this. Yeah, I like. I like. I like I mean, Levert. That's what I'm yeah, saying. I like Levert. I like Dimwitty. I like Spindle. Dimwitty. I, I like this team. These are your. But see, you see what Kyrie did to the young boys, and 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 <laughs> I'm scared what Kyrie gonna do, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's my Okay. Uh, I don't want Kyrie to blow this shit up before KD get back. I don't want it to be like KD's finally coming back. Maybe that'll calm Kyrie down, or maybe you know Kyrie was. So, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm just want him to right. understand y'all ain't winning the championship this year, Kyrie. Y'all might lose in the first round, or you know what I'm saying? Like it's, yeah. it's possible. Yeah. So don't explode and be like, yo, I gotta get the fuck up out of here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. All right, let's get moving, man. The Philadelphia 76ers, Watson. Obviously, they lost to. The Toronto Raptors in Game Seven, that awful game with the teardrop for Mr. Kawhi Leonard. Man, obviously, um, you got Trey Burke, Joel Embiid, uh, Tobias Harris. Uh, missing is Jimmy Butler. He went to Miami. How often do I think is going to be a great acquisition for that team? Not just on the points and the boards, just him helping out Joel Embiid when it comes to minutes, like. If Joel Embiid doesn't have to play 35 minutes when you got Al Horford out there watching, um, obviously they lost also J.J. Redick. So that was a big person they lost right there, especially in this climate of the NBA when you got to shoot threes. Even though they did pick up Josh Richardson, who did play good for Miami last year, man. Yo, man, I got big. I got and Ben Simmons, man. Let's see if that jump shot is working. I got this team as number one and number two in the East, man. Talk to me, watch The Philadelphia 76ers, man. I strongly agree with you. I have them at number one and number 20 East. Let's be clear. Kawhi Leonard's MVP was really against the Philadelphia 76ers. That's what he gave mm-hmm. his heart and soul. He went against a ill crew. That's the only team that took him seven games, and he had to do a miracle game-winning shot that Ben Simmons took five shots in, and he took 32 shots. Right. 50 was – that was their championship. No other team gave it to Toronto the way that Philly team did. Um, I got Philly. Ball, I got let me ask you this. Too, man. What do you think about Joel Embiid saying that he wished Jimmy Butler would have resigned? What do you think about that? Um, because he knows Jimmy Butler's tough, and Jimmy Butler made game-winning shots. So, so that's just him acknowledging, yeah. you know, the toughness right. and how good Jimmy Butler played. Jimmy Butler played his ass off. He didn't play good in Kawhi, but Jimmy Butler came right. to play, and he was tough with it. You know what I'm saying? He respected that. But I'm going to tell you this. Hold on. Uh, the X the Factor this year got to be Tobias Harris, though. Does he really got to step, step up this year? I think he stepped up when he got there. Remember, when Tobias Harris got there, he just started dropping 20 on a regular. Once Jimmy Butler was asserting himself, it's it's hard to. It was over. When another dude is dropping back. 20 and then B is dropping, you, there's not much you can do. When you Listen, 
Chris Bosh was a 25-point score game. He averaged 17 points a game when he played with LeBron and Wade. Like, this, when you're a third option, dude, there's not too many third options getting 20. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But let me you're like a third this. string. You're like a third. You're like the third wide receiver on the team. You're like a third wide receiver, basically. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna get touches, but not that much. Yes, you like you like the posse, you know, with the Washington Redskins. Remember they had the triple, yeah. they had the triple wide receiver, <laughs> the posse. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I, I love them dudes too, but um. Okay, so here's the thing about Ben Simmons. That nigga don't got no jumper. Y'all need y'all, y'all need working on it though, son. Right Stop it. I saw highlights of him shooting the three. Let me tell you a funny joke. Ben Simmons mm-hmm. has never hit a three in the NBA in his life. Did you know that? I did not know that's that. That's never crazy. Hit a three. Yeah, you see that? You see that? You see that? That's Guess what? Crazy. So Axton, of a Porter Axton, they was like, yo. Oh, how my nigga, this nigga never shot me a three? Nope. And that's what happened. And Jesus, they asked him about it. An NBA reporter asked somebody, you know what his response was? Yeah, but you see the contract I got, and I've still, I've still made the offer. Ah, uh, come on, Ben. We're not doing that, Ben. I yeah. Like that comment, ben. I ain't yeah. like that. So I don't I'm believe he got a jump shot. I'm telling you right now, I don't believe he got a jump shot. Jason Kidd did not have a jump shot his third year in the league, and Jason Kidd was a way harder worker and a smarter player than Ben Simmons. That, yeah, yeah but there's highlights of him no actually shot? showing him shooting a J, though, son. There's highlights of him right. working on his jump right now. Now, do that with Nick Bean. Do that when niggas is seeing you and hands in your face and they grabbing you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Come on, man. I don't believe in it. But he's still a super dope player. He just ain't going to be shooting threes. You know what I'm saying? People are going to lay off you. You know, but I still I like that Josh Richardson acquisition, no though. I like that I Josh do too. Richardson I do acquisition too. also. That's another dope pick. I do, too. I do, too. I do, too. To me, they're going to be a powerhouse in the East, man. They're going to be a powerhouse. Yeah. No question. Yeah. 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 All right, watch. And last team we're going to talk about here in the Atlantic Division here is the Toronto Raptors, NBA champions. Obviously, losing Kawhi Leonard, that's a no-brainer right there. Um, Terrence Davis, Marcus Saul, um, Sabaka still there, Stanley Johnson, Kyle Lowry, heart and soul of the team. Um, I expect Pascal Siakam to really hold on the fort. I think that that's their best player to me. And, man, Van Fleet was a baller last year in the finals. I felt like we talked about him so much last year during the playoffs. Every, every five minutes, I felt like we were talking about Van Fleet. We talked about Kawhi so much, but Van Fleet did get busy, though. What are we expecting from the Toronto Raptors, man, the NBA champions? I'm not, I'm not, we're not expecting them to, to go back to the finals. I'm not even expecting them to get to the Eastern Conference final. How about that? Uh, they lost arguably the best player in the NBA. They lost arguably a player who single-handedly was winning playoff games. Like, single-handedly. We saw it. When the whole team would just freeze up and Kawhi would have to take every shot. Now, during the regular season, they they have a great bench. You've always been high on their bench. And because of load management, Kawhi missed 22 games. And they were winning those games. Right. So they clearly are a good coach team and can win some games. But guess what? I don't believe in them in the playoffs. So, you know, Toronto, the six, Drizzy Drake, y'all got that championship. Y'all happy? Life well, is Siakam, good for y'all. Y'all, 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 Siakam was balling last year. I think it was, was like 30 in the league what, this year. He's 30 in this year. All-star. He's going to an all-star this year. Guaranteed he's an all-star this year. Let me just say this. 
by Toronto, you're not in this conversation no more. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. I think they can make the playoffs, though. Yeah, I believe they can make the playoffs, but I'm not, you know, they don't have a great player on that team to me, so. At all? They have a good player. They have a good player. See, I'm Jack is a good player. He ain't great. He ain't great. Hey, hey, hey. They're going to go against players that have great players. Yo, you do agree with me. You don't win the NBA championship without great players, right? You you agree oh, with me? Oh, I totally agree with that. You, you can't, I do agree okay, with that. Okay, so they don't have no great players on that team. They don't got no great players on that team. Man, so they don't got a great player on that team, period. <laughs> Jesus, man. All right, Watson. Um, let's, keep, let's keep it moving, man. I want to talk about the Indiana Pacers, man. Talk to me, man. Let me set you up real quick. Um, they did um, pick up your boy, Matt Brockton, Malcolm Brockton, who did play for the Milwaukee Bucks last year. I think last year he had some crazy stat where he shot 95% from free throw, or 90% free throw, 60, 57% from field goal, 50% from three. I can't have some wild stat that, you know, I think losing Milwaukee, losing him is big, man. Um, Justin Holiday is solid. Um, Jeremy Lamb is okay. Obviously, Victor Oladipo, who you and I are big at wherever you on last year, um, make me know, you know, I think he's a good coach, man. This is not a bad team last year. They went to the playoffs. What do you think about um, Indiana Pacers or Brockton and Victor Oladipo? Uh, Brockton kicked Team USA's ass this summer and yeah, the FIBA World right. Cup. He yeah. dominated them. Uh, like you said, that's going to be a big loss for Milwaukee. That's a great addition. Also, with him and Miles Turner and Oladipo, um, yeah. I'm someone, I'm someone who believes Jeremy Lamb needs to get a better work ethic because he has the game. Jesus, and he, sometimes it's frustrating when you see a guy who has all the talent in the world, but he's literally getting over on his natural talent, and that's who Jeremy right, Lamb, right, Jeremy right. Lamb is. You do that. You know, you know who else is like that? Marvin Williams. You remember Marvin Williams from North Carolina, right? I'm a Toyo fan, of course. I'm a Toyo guy. You know that. Yeah. Vibes, yeah. To me, that's what that's what he reminds me of. Like Marvin Williams just decided to live in the NBA off of, off of just that he he's a big man who can do it all, but said, "Fuck it, I'm just going to jump trees and do nothing else." You know what I mean? And and that's just because he's that good. And to me, Jeremy Lamb is, is doing that same shit where you know what I'm saying I could get you ten today, I get you twenty once a month, but I'm good because I'm that talented. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, but Nate McMillan is a good coach. There's no question about it. Nate McMillan's a good coach. Yeah, and Ola Depot yeah. is a baller. Ola Depot is a real baller. Yeah. Who I've you know what's funny, though? Know? Because the year before, you know, I remember now last year, last year NBA season, Victor Ola Depot just came from OKC. So when he played with, with uh, Russ, we were kind of looking at him like, damn, son, we a game went at. Because he, he was in Orlando, then he went to OKC. Then it was like his game just diminished. But then when he went to Indiana, we seen him balled out before he got hurt before the playoffs. That was kind of that was a bummer for Indiana right there. Uh, but yeah, man, I think Indiana's gonna be in the mix, man. I think they're gonna be there at the fourth or fifth seed or fourth or fifth seed watch. I I agree, no question. You know what I mean? All right, my G. Let's talk about another squad, man. The Milwaukee Bucks. Um, they were the number one seed last year in the playoffs. Um. Obviously, they lost to uh, the Toronto Raptors. We saw, no disrespect to the Greek freak, man, but, man, Kawhi was balling, man. Um, we get a full year of Eric Bledsoe on the Milwaukee Bucks because he came 
got traded during the All-Star, um, during the NBA trade time in February. That's when he got traded to uh, Milwaukee, even Phoenix. Um, George Hill, uh, he, he played all right. They got Kyle Korver over there now. Um, they got both Lopez brothers, Brooke and Robin Lopez, are both playing on that team. Uh, Wesley Matthews, a good three-point shooter. Um, they re-signed Chris Middleton. I don't know about the squad this year, Watts. I don't know. I could be wrong, man, but Denver and Philly, let's keep it real, right? It's between them and Philly, right? I want to. I, I need. I need it to be proven that Boston's not going to be at that dance. Because remember, one of them is going to have to be Boston in that second round. One of those teams are going to have to beat Boston in that second round. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's right. what it's going to come down to. If they're going to meet, one of them is going to be Boston in that second round, and, and I and I need to see that. I know Philly can. Right, well, I think Milwaukee has more continuity than the Celtics, though, Watts, with being real much. Um, That's why they have to speak that. In the NBA, because the NBA, in the NBA, because the NBA is a, is a um is a team of talent. Let me tell you what what when when you hear people say these these guys have to gel, that's nonsense. And I'll just I'll, I'll just give you facts. The first time. Boston put their big three together. They went straight to the finals and won it. The first time LeBron, Bosh, and Wade went no, to the thing, man, they went straight to the finals. Well, Watson, remember Wait, now, when the Heat got together that first – hold on, Watson. Remember now, that first year in 2010, because I lived down here in South Florida, I remember all these dumbass Heat fans. Yeah, dumbass Heat fans. I don't like none of you niggas. They were 9-8 and eight after 17 games, and people were panicking. And shit. I remember. That's when Wade – and it's LBJ, you know what I'm saying? You need to drive the whip. You're right. And do you remember when they didn't win on that 27-game winning streak? Right. That, right. that team right. together that team together went to the finals every year. When KD went to Golden State, how is KD going to mesh? Is he going to be able to accept the fact that he's not going to be shooting the ball? What's going to happen? Oh, they just went to the championship every year. When you put great players together, man, it works. It's it, it just because it's a league of it's, a, it's a league of it talent. So what? But the only works is when you put in enough work in the NBA. Because I always go back to that 2008 Celtics team when they got together with Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, and KG. They were at the at the latter parts of their career, so it wasn't about stats and all that. I want to know if you're, if the Celtics that you're big on this year is Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are they mature enough to be like I right, fam? You know what I'm saying? We're not gonna kill. We're not gonna worry about stats too much. And I'm worried about if Kemba is gonna feel that he has to feed those guys instead of being on attack mode all the time. That's the only. That's the only. But you think that's a good thing? That's a good thing with Boston, because Kemba had to be in attack mode every game, and look what that got them. Nothing. Yeah, but he doesn't. He's not gonna <laughs> feel he has to be in attack mode on this squad though. Not every possession. And at crunch time, let me tell you, man. At crunch time, I'm going to tell you something right now. During crunch time, I want to keep the ball and Kemba walk his hands, Boston. I'm going to keep it real. Let me be 100% with you. Let me be 100% with you. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I agree with you. Kemba gets that ball. Kemba gets the ball. I agree with you 100%. Um, but with yeah. Milwaukee, I don't know how to view them. You know I was very upset that uh, the Greek freak got the MVP because I did not believe he deserved it. <laughs> I believe, like, like, I believe, like James Harden yeah. says, Steve Smith, Chris Bassard, and all these guys, they start a narrative early in the season. And once they start that narrative in December, they stay on it. Mm-hmm. They, they stay on it. And they, say, and they decide that, you know what, whoever has the best team 
And whoever's the best player on that team, we're going to get the MVP too, no matter what anyone statistically right. does. And, and when they make that well, decision, I, that's what happens. Well, we live in an era, right, where the three-point shot is so important, right? George Hill is not a bad three-point shooter. Um, you got El Silva. He's not a bad three-point shooter. You got Kyle Corver. We know what he's brought there to do. <laughs> Lopez, he shoots threes all days. You know, Wesley Matthews game. Middleton, you know, so in an era of shooting a three, they got guys that can shoot the rock. That's the point I'm making. You know what I'm saying? You are up. No doubt. I agree with you. So, um, I, so that's the table. It's, it's, it's 34th. It's 34th. They, they're going to be 34th. Yeah. I, I listen. If, let me just say this: If the Greek freak is good as right. you is is as you think he is, how good do you think the Greek freak is? I Where do you got it? Awesome! I think he's one of the best players in the NBA. He's top three. You have him top three. Top five, top five, top five definitely. Dog, his stats are fire. What are you talking about? <laughs> you can't stop him, bro. You can't stop him. All he has to do is get a system change. Kawhi stopped him. Kawhi stopped him. You mean that's that's listen. That's going to happen. I, I get it because Kawhi Leonard is a great NBA. Well, he didn't really stop him, though. He really stopped yeah, he did. He was him. He was throwing him. He was him. him. And, 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 and stop him from <laughs> certain possessions. He's still going to get his. Well, you know what I'm saying? Right. He outplayed him for me. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the other team that I live out here in South Florida. I'm talking about the Miami Heat Watson. Obviously, the big acquisition of Jimmy Buckets, Jimmy Butler. Um, I know Hassan Whiteside, he left, went to um, Portland Trailblazers. So they got um, um, Bam Adobeo, that's the last name, pardon me. Jimmy Butler, Lauren Drake is still there. Uh, James Johnson's okay. Uh, Miles Leonard is all right. Uh, I like the rookie they picked up. I forgot his name, man. Deion, Deion Waiters is still there. They picked up a rookie from um, uh, Kentucky. I forgot the white boy's name, man. I don't know his name. Man. Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero. That's Hero, whatever you like pronounce the last name, man. What do you think about Miami Heat, though, man? Yeah. I don't think nothing like, about the Miami Heat. I don't think nothing about the Miami Heat. I think this... I think this Pat Riley, Spolstra... Uh, y'all ain't... Let me just say, hey. Miami Heat, y'all ain't be shit since LeBron left. Y'all ain't been shit since LeBron. That's kind of be hard. That's kind of hard to maintain after you lose LeBron James. Where's the great? Where's the great Pat? We're talking about Riley. We're talking about Rob. Hey, Mikey. We're talking about Mikey. This is this is Pat Riley though. He he bench starts the Mason. He's the MVP of the team, Mikey. Okay. So the great Pat Riley, general manager extraordinaire. What's going on, man? You got, you, you you got Jimmy Butler. You got Goran Dragic, who you paid crazy money, and he was never the play yeah, he was yeah. in Phoenix. Yeah. He was never the play he was in Phoenix, which I Agreed. was not expecting. And um, Agreed. they are gonna they're going to luck out because the East is not powerful, and I see them getting into the playoffs, fighting into the they playoffs. They're playoffs. Most a good coach though. He's a good coach though. They'll make the playoffs though. They'll fight that five, six, seven, six, seven, eight. I think. Five to eight, I'll go there. They'll be in that range, six to eight, maybe. You got Jimmy Butler, though. And I, you know, I'm going to say this right now. Common boys, you remember I told you this. I don't like the Miami Heat at all. Wait for it. <clears throat> but, yo, that white boy, Tyler Hero, yo, he's going to be exceptionally. He's going to be a dope rookie that you and I are going to talk about this. I guarantee it. 
I watched him. I told you that. But I'm not. I'm not thrilled on him at all, though. At all, not for the hood. You know, it's Jimmy Butler's team. Though. Let's keep it clear. Though. You know what I'm saying? Now, my favorite player on the team is Deion Waiters. I am a fan of Deion Waiters. I always like his game. I like his attitude. I'm a fan of Deion Waiters' game. I like his game, and I like to see him do good. When he got hurt, that bothered me. When NBA players get hurt, man, that that be fucking with me, man. Because I yeah, really, I be yeah. so into the NBA, man. Yeah. And when they can be hurt, you you like feel it. Um. Right. But I don't. I, I'm not. I, I don't. I, I'm looking at the Miami Heat like so. What? Let's be real. Uh, like let's be real. Everybody. Knows, yeah. Let's be clear. Everybody knows where the action is in the NBA this season. Yeah. Everybody knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, let's go to another team. Uh, one of your favorite players plays for this particular team in the Eastern Conference. I'm talking about the Washington Wizards. Um, obviously Bradley Beal. Um, this roster is kind of like ugh, who cares a rat's ass. Uh, John Wall, um, Isaiah Thomas is on that team. Wow, Isaiah Thomas is on that team. Okay, T.J. Miles, Ugh. Ish Smith, God, Scott, what's his name? What's with um, Scott Brooks? Man, I feel bad for you, brother. Getting drafted by Tony Brown Jr. Talk to me, man. Your man Bradley Beal still in Washington Wizards. Man, let's go there first. Is I that. Will John Wall be healthy to start the season? I believe so. Don't tell me. Ben, don't don't ben, tell me going another year with the Wizards talk. We have high hopes for these guys. You do this every day. You're doing this, Watson, really. I am no, a believer in John Wall, and you know I believe. I, I, I will always argue that uh, Bradley Bill is after James Harden and regarding – Well, put it this way. Wait, wait, no. Relax. I don't got to relax because – I, I, don't, I don't gotta relax because player players yes, not do. playing this year until March, so I don't gotta relax. So the clear second best two guard in the NBA is no. Wait a oh, minute. What Kawhi play? Kawhi played the three or the two? You're quite more of the three, right? Yeah, but he, but you know it's it's weird because you know these backcourt players, uh, the best man, players. It's different, man. However, and when you and I came up watching the NBA. We knew what players had a position. Like we knew Charles Oaks was a power forward. We knew Michael Cage was yeah. a center. This era, like you could throw yeah. anybody anywhere. It's just crazy. Yeah. Like you, you, you didn't get Chris Childs and John Stark confused. One was the point. Yeah, you didn't get one that. was the two. There was no, you know, we. He's just a backcourt yeah. player. So, um, you know, I believe in John Wall and Bradley Beal, and I'm never gonna stop believing in them. They might, have, they might have the best backcourt either. They might have the best oh. record in the East. Yeah, this. Hey, what has it done for them? Where has it got them, Watson? You've been screaming that same bullshit for three years. Where has it got them, bro? Don't you respect Bradley Bill's game? Don't you love watching him play? Don't, didn't I you like Bradley you Bill. Didn't you think you wanted him to go to the Lakers? Let me tell you something right now. Yeah, if Bradley Bill would have went to the Lakers with Anthony Davis and LeBron James, your Clippers, I'm, just, I'm not saying they would have beat y'all, but it would have been, it would have been something, though. It would have been something. But it's hard to flourish so, in Washington, man. I have no hopes. They like they I have hopes for them things, man. No hopes. Fighting for the A spot. Listen. <laughs> if Fighting. you can get a healthy because, John Wall. <laughs> if you can get a healthy John Wall, man. 
and the healthy and the healthy Bradley Bill, man, that's forty points in your backcourt every night. Let's keep it moving, man. Want <clears throat> to talk about a team that's on the rise? I believe a rookie that you rock with hard body last year. I was a Luca guy, and this is your guy, Trey Young. I'm talking about the Atlanta Hawks. Um, this card is still in the NBA. That's crazy. He's not retired yet. Um, John Collins, Allen Crabby, he's, he's solid. Um, who else they got on this roster here? Watson, Jabari Parker. Uh, Jabari Parker, you, 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 Jabari Parker, man. Your NBA, your NBA career so far, my dude. Uh, injuries, 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 injuries. Um, injuries for Jabari other, Parker. Cam Reddish. Let's see what Cam will do this year with with um with this squad. Evan Turner. Hey man, Trey Young, man, talk to me, man. Hawks, man. Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish. Cam, I uh, no, I don't think they will. Too young. They're just too young, man. Just, just they just too young. Just they, they can't. It's a young team. NBA is a veteran, a veteran league. It's that simple. NBA is a veteran. If you don't think the NBA is a veteran league, look who's gonna be there at but, the end of the finals. But in the East, uh, is that really all waiting in the East though? Yeah, yeah, issue issue ain't there. Issue ain't there. I mean, they're younger than the Celtics. They're younger than the Celtics. And the Celtics are young. They're young. So, so let me tell you my thing, my my feelings on Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish can, career can go two ways. His potential could be Bradley Beal esque because of how good a shooter he is, or he could be Jeremy Lamb. He's just so talented and so skilled that he needs to get by on the fact that he's just so talented and skilled and he can just score 10 points a game without trying and just be on a roster for 10 years. You know what I'm saying? Or you can put that work in and say, I, I, I wasn't at least because I was playing behind and Duke behind, you know, Zion and RJ. So now you're going to see what, you know, how good I really am. Yeah. And. So that, that's that's the ceiling for him. He could either be Jeremy Lamb or he could be Bradley Beal. That's that's how I look at him. But they're too young, man. I think uh, Trey Young is now figuring out the game. Trey Young is going to absolutely be you, you guys. You say now, so you figured out the game all of a sudden in one year. He's figured out the NBA. The NBA. He figured it out. Come on, son. That's my. Yeah, he figured it out. Absolutely. Some of the great players coming to the league and it's already figured out because they're great. There's some players who don't who don't have to adjust. You just watch it. You saw yeah, Melo I agree, but I don't know if Trey Young is that guy yet, though. No, no. I agree no, with no, you, no. but I don't know if Trey Young is that guy you're talking about, everything you're saying, though. I think Trey Young is going to dazzle people this year with his exploits. They call him Young Steph. He's going to be Trey Young. He's not going to be called no, Steph. No, you call him Young Steph. Relax. You call him Young Steph. Don't try to put that on people, nigga. That's what they call him, baby. You call him that. Get out of here with that shit, man. Trey Young, um, Trey Young can shoot, and but that team ain't going nowhere. So just two kids, them dudes are twenty one years old and twenty years old. Where they going? Yeah, they're mad young, they're mad young, mad young. Twenty two and five year olds. Like seriously, they right. let me think about what they have to adjust to. They have to adjust to the fact that they're multi millionaires. They have to adjust to the fact that they want to prove that they belong in the NBA. Their minds yeah, are thinking about all that. Good because I want to go up this rookie contract. Like so, their whole mindset—they're not even Dang. thinking winning championship. You know what I'm saying? Come here, playing eighty two so, games. I'm not so they, you know, I don't see that. So, so right. Quavo, when you go to those games, y'all ain't going nowhere. The Quavo, 
All right, man. I got to get my Knicks in here, man. Oh, got to get my Knicks in here, bro. Hi, my G. We got R.J. Barrett. We got Kadeem Allen coming back from another year. Um, we got Iggy, Ignace, my discus, the, the white cat from um, Michigan. I'm telling you right now, y'all, y'all are going to love Iggy. I guarantee you, you're gonna have, we're going to have shows where I'm talking about Iggy, man. Uh, Reggie Bullock, Damian Dotson. The only dot I acknowledge is Damian Dotson, not Dr. Battle Rapper. Sorry. Um, we got Wayne Ellington, former um, North Carolina. Todd Gibson is our veteran, man. Um, we got Kevin Knox, uh, Marcus Morris, Frank Nitty. We've seen Frank Nitty in the um, Olympics. We've seen Frank getting busy. Um, Ilford Payton, he's solid. Uh, Bobby Portis. Julius Randle. Now, this is when I start like, this is the next player that I'm really looking forward to this year. Julius Randle, Money Mitchell Robinson, of course, Dennis Smith Jr., and, uh, and uh, Iso's old man. Talk to me about my next man. We still run the Julius Randle. Julius Randle is the best player on the team. Thanks. Julius Randle, when, when Anthony Davis started doing his bullshit, I want to leave, and they started benching him. Julius Randolph showed that he is a 2010 guy on the regular. Like, he's that good. He was dominant. He did that in the West. He did that in the West. Right. He was dominant in high school, like a dominant player. He had to he, – now, he's one guy who had to adjust to the, to the NBA. You know what I'm saying? He, he had to adjust because, remember, when you're 6'11 in high school, all you do is get the ball, turn around, and dunk on people's heads. In the right. NBA, it, it doesn't work that way. So he had to – well, he's not 6'11", but he, he had to adjust. But now I think he's found his game. I think he got a jump shot. He's left-handed. I'm a big fan of Judas Randolph. I like him. I have strong concerns with R.J. Barrett. And and remember, oh, I'm a big, I wish big R.J. Barrett guy. I wish you did have I'm a big, I wish you did big R.J. Barrett guy. But here's the problem, man. I watched those. I watched. I watched him in the summer league, man, and I did not like what I saw. Uh, I did uh, not like what I saw, man. Me neither. Like, me neither. I, like I didn't like what I saw. Like I, I didn't come out of that and say, "Oh, his shot is just off." I didn't like the handle. He looked nervous like though. He looked nervous though. Nah, nah, to be fair, now nah, to be fair, now yeah, he yeah, looked nervous yeah. in the beginning. In the last couple of games, he started picking it up every game. Every game, and it looked like he was. And it looked like he was trying to force his shot. It he was, he was it. too good to be playing like that. Like, R.J. Barrett is a natural great player. So, eventually, he's going to get to a point where he's going to realize everybody in the league is my age and I'm playing against my peers, but we're not mm. there yet. Y'all not winning 25 games. Y'all will Let's not watch. win 25 games this year. What? Y'all will not win not 25 games. Y'all won, y'all won 17 games. Y'all won 17 games last year, right? Y'all won 17 games. Y'all won 17. Hold on, hold on. Sidebar. My dude, we won 17 games and we tried to tank. We're going to get 30-something games this year. I guarantee that 30 or 35. And we're going to fight for the eight. I'm telling you right now. My dude, we got a nice squad. It's a 25-game season for y'all. It's a 25-game season for y'all. 25-game season for y'all. When your veteran, when your veteran, when your veteran is Marcus Morris, is Dennis Smith, it, 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 <laughs> Marcus Morris, yeah, Marcus man. Morris. Yo, Dennis Smith yeah. Jr. is nice though. Don't do that. Nah, son. Dennis Smith Jr. been playing. I said when you're all summer, we're not gonna do that. I follow that man. I said when you're veteran, Dennis Smith Jr. You're not doing it. Dennis Smith Jr. 
Luca took his spot and got you kicked out of town. Let's keep it a hundred. Talk to me. He did, he did. But Mark Cuban okay. wanted to start the international squad over there. Exactly. Let's just be clear on that. But whatever. Yeah. You right. You right. You okay. You right. No question. Let me just say this. I see the Knicks as the worst team in the NBA. I don't know anybody. Relax. It's like, relax. Cleveland, I, I, Chicago. I, I, we're not doing exactly. that. So, Cleveland, Chicago. They, nobody in your team is better than Zach Levine. Nobody on the Knicks a bit better than Zach Levine on Chicago. Let's talk <laughs> about it. All right, I ain't going to front, though. No, no, Zach Levine, no, no, Zach Levine is official. I'm not going to front, though. Now, uh, I rock with Zach you want to talk about a young team? Sacramento's a young team, and I think Sacramento's better than you. They, I think they're the Sacramento young Bars like the Western Conference. They're the Sacramento Bars. They're the Sacramento Bars when we get to the Western No, Conference. I'm just saying in terms of a young team, in terms of a young team. Okay. So I'm not hating on the youth. It's just that I like the youth. Man, I don't know if y'all going to be well, better than Atlanta. Let me. I think we. I think we're better than Atlanta because we have. Here's the thing: what I'm with the Knicks, we have so many players in the same position that it's going to be interesting to see if Fisdale he's going to have to actually coach this year and get the rotation. And that's the only problem I have with him is what's going to happen when guys are only getting 15 minutes because I know Dennis Smith Jr. and Julius Randle are going to get a lot of minutes. Everybody else is up in the air. You know what I'm saying? So I want to see what he's going to do this year when it comes to rotation. And I was going to manage me. You know what I mean? Um, let's keep on with Chicago Bulls, the team that you just spoke about. You spoke about your man, Zach Levine. Um, Wendell Carter Jr., Chris Dunn. Eh. Eh. Nothing really crazy with Zach Levine, Laurie Markin. It's, it's, it's Zach Levine and Laurie Markin's team. Let's be clear on that. Otto Porter Jr. is okay. Thaddeus Young. Did the Bulls got Thaddeus Young? Wow. I didn't know that. Okay. That's not a bad pickup. Wow. The only thing I care about in Chicago is my man Zach Levine and looking at Zach Levine's highlights. Zach Levine is is one of my favorite players in the oh, NBA right. because he is the most naturally gifted athletic player in the NBA. And I and, and the reason why I know this is because Chris Palmer used to always rave about Zach Levine. And I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? Why is he talking like that? I started watching my Zach Levine highlights. Zach Levine highlights are my go-to. I watch Zach Levine just to see greatness, oh, to see hops, to see handles, to see to see pulling from deep, to see the ease of which he has the game. Mm. I don't see nothing going mm. on with that Chicago team. Nothing. Oh, boy. All right. Um, another team I want to talk about, the Detroit Pistons, man. Um, Blake Griffin, obviously, is there. Um, Andre Drummond, you're, big, you're very big on Andre Drummond. Um, Langston Galloway, former Nick. Uh, Reggie Jackson, a.k.a. Bobby Schmurda. Old school Joe Johnson is on his squad. It's a playoff team, right? They went to the eight. Salute, 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 salute to the big three. Joe, salute to the big three because Joe Johnson, ISO Joe, was busting their ass so effortlessly that NBA exec was like, yo, we got to bring that man back to the league. Niggas cannot guard him. So salute to Joe Johnson for showing people he still got it. I don't know if he's still having like, like he did back in the day, but what do you think about this Detroit Pistons squad? I don't understand Playoffs. why this Detroit Pistons squad – I don't understand why this Detroit Pistons squad isn't better than they're showing. If you have a healthy Blake Griffin and a healthy Andre Drummond and serviceable – Derek Rose. Pistons, I'm going to tell Hold you on. right now. Sidebar, I'm going to cut you off. Derek Rose is on the squad together. Yes, yes, Derek Rose. <sighs> So what what happens to my man Reggie Jackson? 
Well, wait, what happens to my man Reggie Jackson? He starts. So what does he do? some bullshit. Derek Rose will get. You don't need Derek Rose to start, though, to be honest, man. You really don't. You okay, don't okay. So Derek Rose come up the bank? Yeah. So let me just tell you this. I am a big Reggie Jackson guy. A big. Really? When I say big, like, yeah, yeah. Like, Died, like I man. think he, like, wait, wait, let, let me tell you how much I like Reggie Jackson. Because he's been hurt, so we so we haven't really been able to talk about him because he's been hurt. I like him the way I like Bradley Beal. I love Reggie Jackson's game. Like, I love it. And when and when he doesn't play good, I, I'm, I blame coaching. That's how that's how much of a fan blame I am. Coaching. When he doesn't have a good game, I blame the coach. That's how really that's how nice I think he is. Um, who else did Detroit get? Detroit got somebody else. Detroit got somebody else on the roster. They got my man from Brooklyn. They got my man. Um, he went to Seton Hall. He used to play for the Brooklyn Nets, and he went to Lincoln High School. You know that that dude? He got, he got signed with Detroit. He was playing in he was playing in China, oh. but they got him. My young boy. God, I, I, I don't know why Isaiah Isaiah Washington Isaiah Whitehead Isaiah Whitehead they got Isaiah Whitehead really and you're like are you serious my nigga this nigga average four points a game like why are you hype I'm hype because he rep Brooklyn that's why and I'm just love with Brooklyn uh, niggas in the league okay just, you, you know what I mean wasn't even in the league last year <laughs> but okay. to me. To me, let's be clear. There's no reason Detroit shouldn't be battling with Toronto and Philly. If you think about I it, they got that. the veterans. They got the veterans. They got the team for it. So what's the problem? I, I, I don't uh, understand it, man. What's, what's the issue? What's the issue yeah. here? Yeah. yeah. Um, another team I want to talk about who was the eighth seed last year in the playoffs. I'm talking about the Orlando Magic, um, DJ Augustine, Mo, Mo Bamba, Michael Carter-Williams, Evan Fournier, Markel Fultz is going to be – I think that's the, that's the focus should be Markel Fultz. How is he going to look being on a different team this year? Aaron Gordon, this team made a speed last year. We check gets busy, Chemish Ross. You know what I mean? Nothing. Yeah, nothing for Orlando. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Wait, who's the first player you said? Because I had some boss. I had some boss for that player. Mobamba. No, 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 not Mobamba. You said you said somebody else. Terrence Ross. No, you said him. Terrence Ross. Not Bubacek. There's a player. No, you didn't say Gordon. Why you didn't say Gordon? I didn't say Gordon. Why Of course. Okay, just say Gordon. Um, he's the best player in the squad. You know who I don't like. The game I don't like on that team, and I can't stand his hair. That dude with that Michael crazy Carlin. dress that are stuck together. What's his name? Oh, oh he's not there no more. Elsie Payton. He's not there no more. Oh, <laughs> y'all couldn't stand him, man. I know you're talking about. It. No, no, no. He's not there no more. He played for New Orleans, and then my next year picked off this year. I'm, I know exactly what you're talking about. That shit was crazy. Yeah, I know that was going on. Man, I'm like, how does this dude start in the NBA? He starts. You talking about DJ Augustine? No, 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 no. I, I like Fultz. DJ Augustine. I, I, oh, Fultz. Marco Fultz, the number one pick, yes. I haven't given up on Marco Fultz yet. The whole situation in Philly was weird. 
But to me, I thought he was a better version of Derek Smith because he jumps as high, he dunks, he shoots better. Well, in high school he did. Like, there was a reason why he was the number one pick. When you scouted his game, he was like a, yeah. a small decade, right? Like, he went number yeah. one for a reason. When I scouted him and saw how he could play, it looked like, damn, this nigga is ill. So I'm still hoping that he isn't mentally destroyed in his head where he doesn't believe he can be in the league. So I, I'm really, I'm really, I'm really rooting for, for for folks, man. I'm really rooting for him, man. All right. Um, Charlie Hornets, real quick, watch. Obviously, this roster, what, Nicholas Batum, he got paid so many, he got paid some crazy. Uh, Miles Bridges, um, Michael Gilchrist, Michael K. Gilchrist, eh? Malik Monk, Marvin Williams, Cody Zeller. I don't know, Mike. I don't know, Jordan. That's going to be bad about the Hornets, man. Mike, sell the team, bro. No, no, this is this is this is a team that's not doing it. Um, it's this simple in the NBA. If you are a billionaire owner, you have to pay. If you are a billionaire who wants to own a sporting league, you know what you do? You do shit like you get Kawhi Leonard, you get Paul George, and you pay them whatever the fuck they want. You max okay. them out. You don't shortchange. You don't win championships if you don't pay for championships. It costs. Uh, Jordan was trying to do a fire sale. He was trying to trade Kimber last year to get rid of those horrible, horrible contracts. Jordan yeah. got a couple of hundred million dollar players who are garbage, and he's still on the team. Charlotte's going nowhere fast. It's They're going nowhere fast. It's it's <laughs> All right, man, we got They're two minutes here, man. Our last team here. Two minutes here, man. Cleveland Cavaliers watching. Jordan Clarkson. Bella Dover, Brandon Knight, who got dunked on. Ugh, that's, um, we hit dunked on by DeAndre Jordan. That dunk was crazy back in the day. Uh, Kevin Love, Kevin Porter Jr., man, talk to me. Colin Sexton. What up, man? Archie Bunker Award. How about that? <laughs> that's what it is, man. Watch it. Take us home, man. PSA Hip Hop. The home of Shane Noah. Fema put out an incredible album, man, and I wish y'all would go back and, and check it out, man. Support real hip-hop. Shay Noor dropped a great album produced by 38 Special, co-MVP of 2019. Mm. Mm. Co-MVP. Wow. Co-MVP? Yep. I think Special drops his project on October 24th or 25th, right? The 94 project. <sighs> Yeah. Yeah. PSA Hip Hop, man, the home of Arsenal. You better do with your fucking job tomorrow and beat the dog shit out of Kansas. Don't play with me, boy. All right? <laughs> That's what it is, man. Facts on that, my nigga. You know the times, man. It's your boy, Ian Watts, man. PSA Hip Hop, man. Fuck with your boys, man. Yeah.